Hey, in the interest of full disclosure, you need to be aware that I have nothing for you this week. Nothing. All I've done is... Well, I've done a few things, but none of them warrant sharing them with you on this podcast because they are the height of mundane. So really, this episode is going to consist of me telling you that the modelling contract has come through today, as in not a job, but the actual contract, the agreement between me and the agency. I'm sure I can give, I can string out 60 seconds of that. And it'll be me talking about the Nikki Glazer podcast, which I've discovered this week, and it has consumed the majority of my week because I love it, with the exception of one thing she said, which I take enormous exception to. And it is about men and women. And I think it's something of a double standard as far as women are concerned. So I'm going to be talking to you about that. And that is literally all I've got for you this week. So in acknowledgement of the fact that this is potentially going to be the shittest ever episode, I'm going to do something that I've never done before. I am going to hit the bottle. Yeah, as far as I'm aware, I'm no never never had booze during this podcast. I've just been a bit of a girly boy with my squash. <laughs> Can I just say on my I, I'm sure there's been about three episodes when I've just fanboyed over Morrison's squash. And I actually think one week I asked you whether you're a bits person or a smooth person. And I it's one of them questions. Most of my questions are facetious. I don't expect you or anyone to give a shit. Even the people with no life won't give a shit in half of my questions. And by the way, in recent times, I consider myself very much one of those people with no life. And I once asked, I, I don't understand people who like smooth juice. You've got to have bits. Do you, are you a bits person or a smooth person? Through that, I didn't think anyone would give a shit. Got a DM the other day. By the way, CK, just discovered your podcast. I'm 100% into bits. That was a wow moment, if ever I heard one. So anyway, right, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna be drinking lager during this episode because I'm hoping with each sip will buy me valuable seconds. Because at the very least, I'd like to, I'd like to at the very least give you thirty minutes of drivel a week. Now that I've committed to doing fifty-two back-to-back episodes one year, I've been thinking about that recently as well. By the way, if you visit ckgolding.com. I recently, I think about two weeks ago, I published a blog post called Three Things I've Learned Since Launching My Podcast because I was officially halfway. I'd released 26 episodes and I wrote how happy I am when I don't, when I don't bottle it in, you know, some weeks I can't be asked, but I'll still turn up and I'll share some thoughts with you and I'm always delighted. But yeah, this week I was like, I think I might, I might call it. <laughs> anyway. So, if you're near a Sainsbury's, I've never had this one before. I thought I'd go for something I've never had so that we can explore it together. This is Sainsbury's Taste the Difference IPA, American style, 5% volume. It smells remarkable. I do enjoy an IPA. It smells very fruity, as IPAs often do. <sighs> 
I'm gonna I'm gonna go in for a sip and I'll let you know what I think. I like that. Mm. It's it's bitter, which I do like in an IP. I don't want it to be too sweet. Um, so this is good, you know. I'll give this on a scale of one to ten. I'll give this. Um, maybe a six. I'll give it a six. It's not blowing my. It's not blowing my mind. Or, as one of my favourite YouTubers says at the moment, it's not blowing my dick off. But yeah, I'll give that a six. So, how are you? Can I just say before I forget, I wish to thank you for your time and returning to this and the reason i'm saying that actually is as i mentioned at the top of the show i've recently discovered a new podcast as you know this podcast has been inspired i've mentioned this i've shared this with you a couple of times that it was inspired by u.s comedians namely bill burr kate quigley and joe rogan i kind of you know I suppose Kate was the first person who made me think, I just I just like hanging out with her on a podcast. She's not necessarily always revealing anything of note, but I just enjoy it. And then I got into Bill, I got into Joe. So yeah, they're the three that have that are huge influences over me pulling my finger out and deciding to launch this. So I really appreciate the fact you stick with me because I think most of the time I'm not sharing anything of note. But as people discover the podcast, and I'm super proud of this, I've noticed a pattern that whenever people discover it, they often DM me saying I've just nailed like three or four episodes back to back. And whenever I discover a great podcast, that's pretty much how I behave. So it's nice to know that. And I do appreciate you uh, hanging out with me every week. I've, I, I don't necessarily think that I say thanks enough because as you'll have realized, which episode was it? As you might have noticed <laughs> in episode episode 26 sometimes i just spend an entire episode taking the piss out of you or at least one listener who's got problems with women that work in the sex industry i'm really proud of episode 26 that's one of my favorite episodes and it was just what it was basically 50 minutes of me tearing a guy a new one and i yeah thoroughly enjoyed that but that notwithstanding the occasional thanks from me wouldn't hurt so thank you now look here's the thing i discussed in episode when did i discuss this modeling thing yeah it was episode 24 when i discussed the modeling agency that works in the same they worked in a co-working space that i was working in earlier on this year until the pandemic shut everything down and i just walked in one day these two women i'd never met before were just like almost derobing me with their eyes i thought i was in it turned out they run a modeling agency and it's an agency that specializes in people with very distinct visual differences so anyway long story short they said can we put you on the book so they've just sent me the contract through um and i i can honestly say without any shadow of a doubt i almost fell asleep reading through this bollocks now, I'm not saying this is bollocks from the agency's point of view. I'm saying all contracts are bollocks. And it, you know, <laughs> when, you're a, when you're a creative person who likes being creative, you know, fundamentally, I could just spend all day colouring stuff in. Just give me crayons and fell tips and I'll be happy. But give me like words and legal, legal stuff. And I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. 
I did make myself laugh though. I, 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 there was a part when I, 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 there was a moment going through this because at the time when she sent it to me, the director of the agency, I didn't have my MacBook with me because it was in free pair and I only had my mobile phone. Now, I don't know if you've ever tried to read a contract on a mobile phone, but it's not conducive to sanity, to be honest. So I was skim reading it. And then I and then I was like, well, I'll, what what is the term of this contract? Because some of the some of the points were like, you know, I think I'm not, you know, I'm just gonna let me just read you one point. Which it was like, it was, I don't, I'm sure I can read it if I don't mention what the agency is, because I'm sure that most contracts are probably standard, and you just tweak a few bits. Um, I mean, if I was, if I, I know for a fact, if ever I wanted to manage someone and I had to get a contract, I guarantee you, I would just go onto Google and copy and paste it and put CK Golding at the top. Fact, send it to him, sign it. Let's go. That's all I'd do. I'm not saying that's all these people have done, but it's what I don't fucking do. Um, so the, one of the first points is the model hereby engages the company with immediate effect as the model's mother agent and exclusive personal manager and representative worldwide. I'm like, I'm like manager. I manage me. You can you can you you can be my agent for my good looks. <laughs> I manage me. Um but anyway my point is as I was reading through it, I was being a little bit facetious there to be fair. But as I was reading through it, I was like, what is the term of this? Like nothing seemed unreasonable, but it just dawned on me like, what is the term of this? Like, is it like a year? Is it two years? Is it perpetuity? I was like, I don't get it. And then I, then I just temporarily, shamelessly and unforgivably took an elevator up my own backside. It was a nice journey, to be honest. But yeah, I just kind of went up my ass. I was like, well, the fact that there's no reference on here to how long this is, like, are they just trying to, do they just see me as their cash cow? I've told... <laughs> I've told you before. Listen, my overthinking, let me just explain something to you before I go any further. My overthinking is not exclusively limited to me sometimes not wanting to create a documentary that like, you would think as a filmmaker, as a presenter, as a writer, that my overthinking would limit me from doing stuff because I'm scared and and it's putting myself out there. And sometimes it is, but also as an overthinker, sometimes it takes you into the realms of narcissism. So I was struggling to find the terms of this contract, how long I'd be signed to them. And I couldn't find it and I thought they've just hidden it because they want me forever they want to get their filthy fucking claws into CK so that they can just because I'm going to earn you a lot of money let's be honest (laughs) it's amazing it's amazing the depth of narcissism that I went into and looking back on it now I'm actually madly ashamed madly ashamed for reasons which will become apparent very quickly, but I just want you to be aware that that isn't me. I'm not arrogant, but my overthinking sometimes is beyond my control and it just takes me into bizarre places. So I got my MacBook back today, powered the old girl up. I think it's fixed, by the way. And here's an FYI. The guy, it, it, my MacBook's been lagging and it's been really slow recently. So I took it to a guy that I know and he couldn't he couldn't figure out what the problem was. And he was about to give him back to me. And he said, we always just do like a courtesy thing where we just blow the insides of your MacBook with, um, what's it called? Let's just say air. There's a better word than air. Compressed air. That's the better word I was looking for. We always just blow the insides of everybody's MacBook with compressed air just to get a bit of any shit. So I'm just going to do that. He went and did that. He went, seek, I found the problem there was something in your fan that was stopping it going round. And if your fan doesn't go round and your MacBook starts to overheat, then in order to compensate and counterbalance the overheating, the MacBook will just run slowly so that it cools down. 
the fan would normally cool it down, but you had something in your fan, so it wasn't working, so the MacBook began to slow down. There you go. Now piss off out of the shop. You're not wearing a mask. <laughs> I forgot, and I wasn't wearing a mask, but they know me, so they were cool with it. They weren't wearing a mask either. Um, I tell you this for one reason, because he said it's so rare for anything to stop a fan working that we don't, we don't even look for it. And it's only because I just blew the compressed air in your MacBook that I realised that's what the problem was, because... I looked closely and I realized something flew out of it. So I'm telling you this so that if your MacBook ever slows down and whoever you take it to can't figure out why, they probably aren't checking the fan like my guy didn't. Can I just say, for the record, shout out to the one-stop repair, Ecclesaw Road. If ever you need anything MacBook or laptop-related fixing, including mobile phones, by the way, all models, they're just the nice, nicest guys. Yeah. I can't even, honestly, I can't praise them enough. I love them to bits. and the nicest guys. I didn't even charge them either. I said, mate, you, you've spent about two hours on this. How much do you want? He went, CK, it's fine. Don't worry. Anyway, this is an aside. So my MacBook is fine now, I hope. So I powered it up, got the old contract open, started going through it. And hey, presto, I saw the term. And I think it's like a 30-day thing, which seemed odd. So apparently, as long as me and or the agency give each other 30 days notice that we wish to terminate the contract then it's a 30-day rolling contract so I went from thinking I was their route to riches and fame I was going to put them on the map as an agent <laughs> I went from thinking they were trying to bury the term to suddenly thinking hang on I'm only worth 30 fucking days who are these tossers I'm I represent myself thanks and I literally switched on a sixpence. I went from thinking I was the next Tay Giggs, Google Tay Giggs, if you don't know who he is, to the nobody that's only worth 30 days. Well, CK, no offense, mate, but like, you're 10 a penny. <laughs> Why am I telling you this? Oh, yeah, because I've got fuck all else. All right. Um, so... I'm gonna be I'm gonna be grown up. Like the old me would have thought, so I've got this contract in front of me, and let me tell you how many pages it is. It is um it's a 17-page document. The old me would be like, oh, I can go through this, but I'm probably gonna get someone to look over it. Annoyingly, annoyingly, I would usually have just got one of my former clients who was a solicitor to look over it, but with regret they are the people that drafted this fucking thing because <laughs> I introduced them to the agents. <laughs> so I think there might be a bit of a conflict there. I don't know. And they owe me a favour. So that's why I was going to go to them. How much How much do solicitors charge to look over a contract? I've got no idea. But I was hoping because the director likes me and I've done her favours in the past, not sexual, chill, guys, stop it. I thought I'll just ask, I'll ask her to do it, but she drafted this thing, so I don't know. Anyway, so um, if you know anybody that wants to look over this for me, then can you just send them my way? I will in uh, as as a mode of remuneration, I'll give them a half drunk bottle of American IPA. Right, who follows me on Instagram? <laughs> Yesterday, I posted an image of me sitting in a park listening to a podcast. Um, and I didn't even have the decency to listen to this podcast via headphones. Nope. I brought my portable speakers and I had it loud. I don't know why. I don't know why I thought I'd do that, but 
I just, I was having, I told you in last week that I wasn't really feeling life. And this week hasn't been that much different. And I've just discovered the Nikki Glaser podcast, US comedian. She has a daily podcast, which brings me infinite joy. God alone knows how she does it. And I've just been gobbling up the episodes. I thought I'd go and sit in the park and I'll listen to it there. So I had my I had my portable speakers listening to the podcast and it was blissful. I would strongly recommend listening to Shit You Like in public on portable speakers. It weirdly didn't put people off. Just people coming sat next to me. It was very odd. Anyway, that post is on Instagram if you're bored. And so Nikki Glaser is a US comedian and... I discovered her through another US comedian whose podcast I enjoy. I've not mentioned it. She's called Whitney Cummings. And I seem to have this weird fascination with like US comedy and entertainment at the moment. I don't know why, where it's come from, but that is what it is. So I was listening and watching Whitney Cummings podcast and because she has a YouTube version where it's all filmed. It's great. And she had Nick, someone called Nikki Glazer on it. I, I watched the episode. It was relatively amusing, quite laid back. She's honest. She calls it as it is Nikki. So she has all the qualities I look for, just says it as it is. And yeah, she was interesting. So I got into her podcast and never looked back. But the episode with Whitney, there was a little story that Nikki shared that kind of made me question the let's say hypocrisy that is occasionally prevalent in women and let's be honest dudes now before i tell you the story which i think is 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 deeply hypocritical i want to i want to precurse this with something i think we all need to acknowledge i think as humans we all suffer from something i call what do I call it? Genital bias. I call it genital bias. Genital bias isn't a technical... Actually, I don't know if genital bias is a term. I'm going to just Google it. It should be, because I think it makes sense. Genital bias. One second. You can do this with me if you're bored. See what Google has to say about genital bias. Nope. First result is evolutionary biologists should study female genitals more. (laughs) All right. Um, right. Bizarre. Um, genital bias is, this is how I define genital bias. I think if you're told, if your best friend tells you a story and it's a story that, it's a story whereby they're communicating their disillusionment with their partner, right? If your genitals match the person telling you the story, the chances are, you will usually lean and have greater sympathy for that person if you have identical genitals. Now, let me just put that into context. If my mate, my bestie, rang me tomorrow afternoon and said, we, as I could pick up on it, there was something about his tone. He wasn't happy. I said, what's wrong? And he went, oh, fuck's sake. Like, last night, the wife just had a go and I, and I'd say, why did she have a go? And he went, well, I just came home. I just came home after playing golf. And then she just, she just went ape shit. Now, because I have a penis and my mate has a penis instinctively, I'm thinking, why is she being a dick? <laughs> for, for, forget the mitigating circumstances about why she might've given him hell. Forget the fact. I mean, I should actually be investigating 
his beef. I should be saying to him, a reasonable person, if your mate says she she went apeshit, a reasonable person should say, well, why, why did she go apeshit? Like, did you get back late? Um, did the fact you the fact you were out playing golf mean that she had to put the kids to bed when it was your turn? Or in fact, mate, did she even know you fucking went to golf? Or like, should you come back at five and you're just strolling in at 10 with your golf clubs and a smile? Like, did she know you went to play? Well, they're reasonable questions to ask. But no, I have a cock. He has a cock. She's a cock, right? <laughs> so that is what gentle bias is. And you can apply the exact flip of that to women. Now, I just think if you actually... Now, that sounds a little bit harsh and draconian and slightly cavemanish, But I do think fundamentally we do sympathise more with our fellow sex and if anybody disagrees and you would have asked your golf mate questions before calling his wife a tool then I'm, I'm happy to hear that um so that is the thing I just wanted you to be aware that I, I do acknowledge that we have genital bias so whenever I hear a woman say something that I don't agree with now my default is to ask myself well hang on a minute is this genital bias or is she actually talking bollocks and during this interview between Whitney and Nikki, after asking myself, do you disagree with what Nikki's saying because she has a vagina and you have a huge, and you have a penis? Or is she genuinely talking bollocks? And I, to this day, well, it was only like Tuesday that I watched the podcast, to be honest. So that's a bit dramatic. To this day! When did you listen? Yesterday. Dick. Right, so... I think she was talking bollocks. So I'm going to play. The, so let me give you the setup. So basically, Nikki, now I need to give you context. Nikki is a very successful comedian in the state. She has a few, um, she's got, a, she, I think she's had a couple of Netflix specials and Whitney, who's hosting this podcast, is even bigger. Like I think Whitney lives in a mansion or something obscene. So they, these are both very successful women and I fucking love that, right? And so Nikki is telling Whitney about standing at an airport, waiting to go from A to B, and suddenly she sees a guy in check-in who's hot, right? So this is the first bit of the podcast. Oh, hang on a minute. I don't think my speakers are on. Hang on. Let me turn my speakers on. There we go. I want you to get the full experience. So Nikki sees a guy. Okay, so at the gate, I never meet a hot guy on the plane, ever. It happens to other people. It's never happened to me. I'm at my gate. <laughs> flying here and there was a guy that sits down next to me and i'm just like i, t I was like on a facetime with a friend i was like hey i gotta go and i like took out my earphones to be like uh, i'm able to be talked to you know send the signal i laughed at something that the the gate agent said because our flight was delayed and she was being ridiculous and he took that as a way of like hey um i really i think you're great like he recognized me which i was like shocked by it was in st louis airport i'm like wearing a mask and like look gross i'm almost you know when you get embarrassed when you get recognized because you're like I look like shit right now. And but you then you're like, I always look like this. Like you recognize me without makeup on. Yeah. So I'm, there's no point in wearing makeup. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the setup. So Nikki sees a guy, she goes over, she starts, takes her earphones out, makes herself available. They start talking, they get on the plane and then things start progressing in terms of they're talking for like hours on end. And Nikki's quite honest that she doesn't normally want to talk to people on the plane, but she fancied this guy. So she gave him the time of day and she was open to talking to the guy with a view to maybe something happening. She didn't know. Next section. And then two and a half hours into this three and a half hour flight, 
I finally am like, so how's dating been for you during this? And he's like, oh, well, you know, I date, I date. And I'm like, oh, like what's, how's it? And he goes, well, I have a girlfriend. Yeah. And I was just like, are you joking me? I don't, how dare you waste my time? That's- what? It, and I felt so stupid because I'm like, did I, I thought this guy was into No, me. no. Well, that is the trick of if you're famous is that a guy's, or they're just talking to someone they like and you think. It's the first time it's happened. That you think you're, oh no, that happened to me for a little Where while. Where you thought they were into you and then you're like, oh no, they wanted oh, gay an men. autograph. Fully gay men that uh, I thought. So at this point, I was a little bit head scratching. I was a little bit puzzled. And then the final section is thus. That drives me nuts. And I always say to guys, do not waste a girl's time. Like in relationships, anything. If you want to break up, if you want to cheat, just like we're we're fine. We can handle, we'll be okay. Yeah. I just would have liked him to mention it within the first half hour. It was, it was so, it was to the point where like, I felt like the people in front of us. It should come up in the first 10 minutes. Thank you. Thank you. Easy. That's where I was at, Matt. I was oh, like, you wouldn't have dropped girlfriend. There were plenty of opportunities. I was definitely... Even if it's not organic. Oh, God. Usually when I fly, my girlfriend handles my luggage. Thank yes. you. Oh, my God. This will be a 20-minute conversation. Yep. Yep. And I will tell you... And I'll put my headphones on and be like, I need to sleep. And it would be done. But like... I could... Oh, I- Oh, dare. That's where it felt used. Oh, like, I was about to say, the only thing worse than being used for sex is just being used for, like, airplane chit-chat. That is annoying everyone Small in your cabin. Fuck. And that's why the guy in front of me, I... Now, you... Just consider... Let's just go back on some of the words that she used. How dare you waste my time, first of all. I felt used. And I just thought to myself, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Bearing in mind, I concede genital bias. I concede I've got a willy and she has a. <laughs> Why did I almost say she has a choo-choo? What, what's that really harmless word that, that like kids are, you know, when, you know, when you're like three, well, not three, when you're six, well, maybe not six even, when you're eight or nine, when do they start teaching you about bits and pieces and they use like really innocuous words? It's not choo-choo. What is the, it's not choo-choo, that I mean, it's choo-choo for me because they're talking about trains, but what's the word? I can't remember. Can you just DM me if you remember that word? It sounds like choo-choo, but it's not. Anyway, I'm not the point. So I concede that I'm a man and she's a woman. So we're naturally going to have some degree of, we're going to polarize in views because we're looking at this from opposing sides of the sex scale. I get that. But then I thought, well, hang on a minute. If I was a woman and I saw the guy that was hot, and we're talking he's making no advances to me there's no sexual overtones he's just been a nice guy chatting he likes me he know he's seen me on the tv he thinks i'm cool so he just chatting and then three hours in he, he just in passing he mentions he's got a girlfriend like would i think he's a complete bell end now given the fact that we are just coming out of harvey weinstein touching women without their consent, bullying women and just being ultimately a prick, right? And as because of that, we are now, rightly so, by the way, we are now wanting men to not objectify women. We've never wanted, we've never wanted men to objectify women, by the way. But all I'm saying is that it's now more present and, and it's now more in our thoughts. So here we've got a guy with no sexual agenda and apparently how dare he not have a sexual agenda. Now, I this was a massive brain fuck for me because I was like, I, 
if you last week, in fact, last week, I told you that I concede that I don't think like most people. So I was thinking, if you think that Nicky's in the wrong here, the chances are, CK, that you're in the wrong. Because as we know, you're just a fucking freak. So I, I concede that I was thinking, why has she been so harsh on this guy? Because he's not trying to touch her. He's not trying to put anything inside her. He's making no attempts. He's just a guy talking to a girl. Like, am I being naive here? And during this introspection I thought the only way for me to figure this out is to just temporarily strap on a vagina and put myself in her place and in fact I might not even need to do that maybe I can keep my nine inch (laughs) why is this episode I might call this me and my giant woodsman for this episode to be honest I don't know why I've made so many references I think it's just I'm annoyed that I've got nothing else in this episode I'm topping up my glass um Yes, so I, I, I tried to flip the scenario to me, seeing a woman that I liked, and we, were sat at, and we were sat on a plane, she's made no reference to a dude, and then she just suddenly drops it in, and I was like, I concede, by the way, I would be gutted, and I'd be like, ah, god damn it, um, but would I expect her to drop it in early doors? I don't know. I don't know. I just, I, I just thought, I just thought her response, her and Whitney. I just thought both their responses were. I just thought they were extreme and just odd and somewhat counter to the current climate where men in an ideal world aren't going to see everything as an opportunity to get their dick wet, right? That is the kind of climate that we're trying to create right now. One where men and women can engage, communicate, enjoy discourse without any sexual undertones. And that seemed to be what we had here, yet that wasn't enough for Nikki. Now, I can't stress enough, this isn't me beating up on Nikki because I fucking love her podcast. Like, it's great. She's a bit whingy sometimes, but, you know, I'm win- I, you know, we, we all whinge, especially on a podcast because it just makes for more engaging listening, I guess. But I was just puzzled. So, such was my incredulity that I actually tweeted. I tweeted... Um, her in an ideal. I should have had this tweet ready to share with you, actually, but I had. I didn't do that. So this is what I this is what I sent Nikki and Whitney on Twitter when they actually tweeted this episode. Excuse me, one second. I'll find this thing. Here we go. Right. So I tweeted them both to you both. Airplane dude deserves a break. Isn't there something refreshing about a guy chatting to an attractive woman without sexual agenda? Engaging episode, but I found your indignation baffling. P.S. Ever thought he might have thought he didn't have a chance? Because to me, that seems like common sense. Because if you're the kind of person that perceives fame as desirable or cool or alluring... And you're suddenly sat next to a famous human who's very open to talking to you. You might, depending on your character, you might think, I've probably not got a chance here, but it would just be cool to have a chat. I think that's feasible. I mean, there are some guys, and by the way, I totally respect these dudes who are like, I don't give a fuck how famous you are. Have you looked at me recently? (laughs) 
<laughs> I have a lot of time for that guy. I don't know that I'm him, per se. But I just think there's an argument for this guy might have just been intimidated by her and that's why he made no reference to his ex because he didn't think he had a chance one way or the other. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I don't know. But my point is thus. So I listened to... When did I post this reply? I posted this on the 1st of August, which I... What, what was the 1st of August? That was Saturday. That was Saturday a few days ago. And Nikki has just released an episode of her podcast, which I'm not going to play because I think there's been too much podcast playing here. But if you want to get onto, onto Spotify and Nikki's own podcast is called You Up. You Up with Nikki Glazer. Her name is N-I-K-K-I-G-L-A-S-E-R. The episode called In the Woods, I think. Yes, In the Woods. She has had a 360. And she concedes that now the dust has settled and she's reflected, she concedes that she was being a bit of a tool. And the guy got a little bit of a rough ride from her and Nikki. I'd love to see her all day and say it's based on my tweet, but she actually referenced some other guy, the DM, her saying pretty much exactly what I said. She calls him Fernando, but I think we both know that's code for CK Golding. And yeah, have a listen. I would be fascinated to hear your thoughts because as I say my opinion is coming from someone with opposing genital bits so I know uh, I, I know a few women listen to this podcast so I want you to give me two answers I want you to give me the answer of a woman listening to a woman venting then I want you to temporarily strap on a penis and think, did he act out of turn? I don't know. You might not have to strap on a penis. You might think that Nikki was out of order even with your vagina. Or you, I don't know, but I'm curious. I've played you, by the way, if you want to if you want to actually watch the full episode that I've just been playing your clips from, it's on YouTube. All you need to do is type in... Oh, hang on. Type in the Good For You podcast, the Good For You podcast, Whitney Cummings, Nikki Glazer and yeah it's definitely worth it like it's definitely worth it. it's really interesting learned a lot from that episode in terms of the hard graft it requires to become an a-list comedian really fascinating so yeah that's all i've been listening to all week and i like it it gave me a really nice insight into why People are sometimes generous about this podcast because Nikki just chats. And very, very rarely anything groundbreaking, just talking about a day, and that's often what I'm doing. Granted, I'll sometimes talk about my appendage, but I try to keep those few and far between. So have a listen to both podcasts and let me know your thoughts. I wish I had more to share with you today, but I genuinely don't. And in fact, such is the barren nature of this week's episode that you know how I have my notes where I often write ideas I can talk to you about. <laughs> I was so desperate, I even went into my other notes where I where I list. So ideas come to me for like TV shows, formats and like that kind of shit. So I've got a folder in my notes where I just write them as it comes to me. And I was like, I thought, well, let me go through this. Is there anything on there that is truly shit that I wouldn't mind somebody stealing just on account of the fact that it is dog shit. And I was, I was stunned how many they are. I think some of these I must be writing just as I'm about to nod off and I'm just actually not thinking coherently at all. Like some of these, what the fuck is that? Have a listen. All right, I'm only going to, I'm going to read, how many of these? 
there's, there's a couple in here which I think can be developed into something. So I don't necessarily want to put them out there, but there's certainly some I can tell you that are dog shit. Um, fame share. This made me cringe. And I probably wrote this about there's maybe five, six, maybe two months ago. I don't even remember writing it. So God knows what I was thinking. But there's an idea for a TV show called Fame Share, and the idea, this is what I've written underneath it, celebrities spend 24 hours with people who think they earn too much. I'm like, what the fuck is that? That is just bizarre. And I don't even know why it's called Fame Share, because there's no fame sharing going on. That it should be called House Share, if anything. <laughs> Listen, I am, I, I don't have all the answers seemingly because that i looked at it, I, was, I was like did someone hack my phone and put this bullshit in here people who think they earn too much i mean th- th- that premise comes from a place of not thinking i mean i'm i'm i as far as i'm aware i'm one of only two people on earth who doesn't think footballers earn too much money like, by the way i might i don't really like football but i don't think foot- when people say they, they, they earn too much money they earn too much money now nurses nurses get paid 30 grand a year if they're lucky yeah that be that as it may that's a public service, right? That is a public service. There's only so much money in the public purse. A footballer is not a public service. It's private entertainment and people are paying because they wish to do so. I don't understand. Oh, if I get into this argument, I'll never stop. So I'm just, I'm not going to. But the argument of a footballer gets paid £300,000 a week for kicking around a, a pig's bladder when a nurse is getting, that's not that argument. It's just inconceivable to me that adults make it and it just pisses me off. And I know for a fact that me saying that isn't going to endear me to people because the majority of people are probably thinking, what's wrong with that argument? Every fucking thing. What's wrong with that? Oh. Mm. If you can't understand that a public worker, their money is coming from a limited resource, i.e. the treasury, which isn't infinite, Whereas a footballer is not coming from the treasury, it's coming from people's willingness to pay for something, then I can't help you, I'm afraid. I can't help you. Right. Um something else on so let's let's let me just share one more format, TV format, which is just painfully dog shit. All right, I'm going to give you one. This is one called Deserted, and I'm ashamed to admit that this is one. Of, I think this is my most recent thing I wrote in my notes. I probably wrote this in here about, I think I remember writing this one about eight days ago, max. Eight days ago, maximum. So the idea for Deserted, in fact, before I tell you what the idea for Deserted is, I'm going to tell you where it came from. So I've been kind of thinking a lot recently that I want to create an ongoing series that is very short snappy and in and out like if you think about most of my like short films docs they're like 15 20 minutes but there's a series on youtube called one bite where this guy every single day somewhere in the states he goes to a pizza place and he rates their pizza out of 10 and he gives decimal scores he doesn't like round figures so he'll never give it a six he'll never give it a seven never give it an eight it's always like a 6.3 or a 7.9 or an 8.9 whatever and it's it sounds hideous and to be honest with you what i heard of it because it was like there was a load of fanfare about it and i like kind of watched three and i was like what is this shit 
Then bizarrely, between three and four, I was just fully on board. And I just really like him. It's funny. It's great. It's it's very clever. I like studying the mechanics of why something works. Like this is like a really big thing online. This one bite series. And I like dissecting why something catches on, why the public just really connect with a thing like that. And it just seems to have everything going for it. Like if it's if, if you're going to have content that's based on sex or food, then you're probably going to win because they're the two things that us humans just naturally gravitate towards. We, we either gravitate towards it because we like it or we need it, right? We need food and we like sex. So... One bite is great. So I was thinking, I want something that can just be recurring and can be done very quickly, like a quick turnaround. It can be released every single day. Bizarrely, Deserted isn't that, but it comes from a place of me trying to figure out something that's related to food. So the idea for Deserted is this. It's what I've written down. Um, Find someone who wants a date. So you know how sometimes I just do weird things on the street. So I have to find someone that is willing to come on a date with me. We go to a restaurant. And the restaurant is in on this. And we have the first course, the second course, and dessert comes. And then um, just as we're having dessert, I say, I'm, I'm just going to go to the toilet. I go piss off to the toilet and then I never come back. And obviously, if I don't come back after three minutes, then she's probably just going to think, oh, all right, well, obviously, you know, he's doing what he's got to do. If I don't come back after like seven minutes, then she's going to just assume I'm taking a massive shit. But the thing is, by, all right, ask yourself this question. If you were on a date with a guy or a girl and then they just suddenly disappeared, like at what point would you start to think this is weird? Well, where the fuck are they? Like, that's the first question. And my second question is at what point would you assume that something is, someone's taking the piss, get up and leave? At what point of someone, what what is that? What's your threshold of desperation? <laughs> is what I'm asking you. So... The whole idea of deserted is that if that human being sits in that chair for 30 minutes without leaving, then they win. For some reason, this is just how crazy my mind is. For some reason, I'm written on here. If they stick around for 30 minutes, they win 30K. Yeah, yeah. Like someone's going to give you 30K for your fucking stupid show, mate. But it doesn't have to be 30K. It can be anything. It can be like, it can be, I don't know. They get, I don't know. It doesn't matter. I just, I just get these ideas and I just write them down and I'll think I'll, 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 I'll expand on them later. But the idea of deserted is find someone on the street, go on a date, um, gets to dessert. I disappear. And if they stick around for 30 minutes after I've gone, then they win something. Um, I'm yet to determine what that something is, but it's probably never going to be anything. Cause I'm looking at this idea now and I'm thinking it's just dog shit. <laughs> I don't know what you think about deserted, but I am willing for you to, Share your thoughts. I actually, I don't think it's dog shit. It'd have to be edited very, very cleverly and very quickly because the meat of the format is the bit when I leave and then the clock starts ticking. All the all the bullshit before that, me finding the person, me sitting down with the person, me having the start and me having the main course, all of that is bollocks. Nobody cares. We just want to see if... We want to see how desperate this woman is. Will she stick around for 30 minutes? Is she desperate? And is she going to win the prize? So, but I don't think you can, I don't, it, it can't be made. Like I said, the reason I don't think that can work is I don't, I don't think you could condense that into like a three, four minute episode, which is what one bite is. So I'm, I'm trying to find a format that I can fit into like three or four minutes that I can produce every single day and just get some, you know, get, get, get some momentum between daily 
content for me. That's what I want to do. And I, I'm like 97.9% sure that deserted isn't it. But let's not get too hung up on the fact it has to be three minutes. Like, does deserted as a format work? Is it, I don't know. Have I said anything that sounds slightly interested to you? Or are you like, yeah, CK, you need to work harder. In fact, to be honest with you, CK, um, I never thought I'd see the day I would say this, but I actually think Deserted is so shit, I would rather watch Fame Share. <laughs> I don't think anything's that bad. Send me DM on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, etc. I'm going to go and drink the rest of this booze and you and I will hang out next week. Thanks for listening. See you in a bit. 